guys. So quick shout out to our sponsor, Third Love, the best bra you'll ever wear. And I'm currently wearing mine as always because now I actually I I switched out all my old bras and now I only have Third Love bras because they're amazing. And if you're interested, check out the fitting room quiz where you'll answer a few questions and they will find the very perfect bra for you. And if you don't love it, every customer gets 60 days to return. Returns and exchanges are free and easy. Third Love knows your one true fit is out there. So right now they are offering our listeners 20% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash bigmood now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 20% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash bigmood for 20% off today. Hello, welcome back to Murder Mystery Mood. Oh, yeah. sexy voice. Yeah, you're getting sexy voices today. I don't know why. I mean, Murder's is not true crime sexy? sexy? No, it's no. not. It's not. It's not. We're talking, it's it's like this. It's like, yeah. Yeah. all right, well, we made some drinks, and so that's maybe what's making me feel yeah. sexy. <laughs> so I try to keep the drinks simple for you guys. Just three ingredients. We're making pina coladas today. No blender necessary. A lot of people think that they have to blend their pina coladas. You don't have to. It does make it nice and smooth, but yeah. um, it's very optional. It's still tastes good so you're gonna want um four ounces of rum i used malibu rum here four ounces of cream of coconut this is different than coconut milk this is cream of coconut coco lopez makes a really good one uh not sponsored and then you're gonna want three ounces of pineapple juice and you're just gonna shake it up in a shaker over ice get it nice and chill do it for like 15 seconds really get that arm workout in and then strain it over a, a fresh new cup of ice so it looks like this. And then you're going to garnish with a cherry or a pineapple. Up to you. Mm. Or whatever you want. I mean, no judgment. I just think the cherry looks cute. So A hot dog. Know. All uh, right. <laughs> <to me>. huh. <laughs> Moving on. Stir it with a hot dog. No. <laughs> no. Except a hot dog. Do not garnish with a hot dog. Yeah. Where did that Make a hey, Bloody Mary. Make Where a Bloody Mary. And then you can Why are you it. judging, Nikki? Okay, I do, I do judge. I take it back. You live in hypocrite town, Nikki. That's true. Um, today, we are discussing the murder mystery of John Benet Ramsey. Oh, oh I know right? her. From this, my childhood. Everybody, right? She would be our age right now. She's yeah. actually, she would be turning 31 this year. So oh, she could oh, even our be- age. You're putting yourself in that. There is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, bitch, we're old. A couple years older, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I remember her from my childhood for sure. She was just plastered everywhere. Because mm-hmm. the thing about this case and why it became so sensational is because or sensationalized is because she was this pageant star at like she started her pageants at four years old. So she was six years old when she was murdered. Um, but she had been winning lots of pageants for two years. She was very composed. And so all this footage started coming out of her in these pageants and it just captured the heart of America. And they were like, oh my gosh, this girl died horrifically and she was such a beautiful young star. Um, it was it was in the 90s, but it's actually, it was just past the 25th anniversary of when she was murdered and this case is still not solved. And this is Dang. one of these cases. The reason why I chose this one, even though it's a big case, I try to go for not super big cases that have been heavily covered, but this one is so crazy because it's one of those where the deeper that you dig, the less you know. Like, you think you know, and then the more you dig, the more you find out that might not be the case, and it could be this thing, and it's really, really, like really hard. And so, exactly. So it really stuck with me, and I, I'm going to try There's so much information. Like, you could really spend months digging into all the details of this case. I'm going to try to include as much as possible, but I know I'm going to leave quite a few things out because 
there's just no way to put it into an hour. But I'm gonna try to do as much as possible, and I'm gonna I'm try glad to you be... pick this one because, like, I do remember seeing, like, hearing her name a lot as a kid, mm-hmm. but I just didn't really fully grasp the, yeah. the entire story. Yeah, and then there were certain like conspiracy theories that she she wasn't really killed or something, and that oh. I don't know, or like, oh, well, I remember I mean, they hearing... found her body, right? So yeah. that's kind of just ridiculous, right? But then, like, you know, <laughs> theories of like, oh, that was someone else. I, who knows? I don't, I don't know yeah. this whole story, so I'm really eager to hear the whole. The whole thing. Yeah, well, good. Strap in. Um, Strap on. Okay, so I'm going to start with what we know because there are so many theories. There are books, documentaries, tons of them. And depending on which one you watch or read, the person telling it has their own theory. And it's usually a completely different theory than the other than the next one. So here's what we know for sure. This is like all facts. facts, okay? Okay. And then I'll get to the suspects and why they're suspects. So we're in Boulder, Colorado. We got a family of four. And by the way, Boulder, Colorado is like this, this like bubble. Like it's like rich, um, like a fairy tale land. It's like got trees and snow. It's like beautiful. Snow bunny. It's just like this little like resort area almost. Mm-hmm. There's, I think there's a college there too, but like there's like, it's just really nice. It's very touristy. It doesn't feel unsafe at all. It's just very beautiful. Okay. We got a family of four. We got Patsy Ramsey, who's the mother. We got John Ramsey, who's the father. We got Burke, their son, and John Bonet, uh, the daughter. Uh, Burke is nine. John Bonet is six. Okay. After attending a Christmas party on Christmas Day, so it's Christmas. They go they open presents. They go to a family friend's house. They have a little get together, a party. The Ramseys go home, and then John Bonet and Burke go to bed. The morning of December twenty sixth, nineteen ninety six. Patsy Ramsey, the mom, discovers a ransom note on the back staircase of their home. There's, their home is like 6,000 square feet. So they got a back staircase. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's over 6,000 square feet. So the ransom note states that their six-year-old daughter, John Bonet Ramsey, has been kidnapped. And they will give her back in exchange for money. For $118,000 to be That's exact. oddly specific. Odd, yeah. yeah. Very odd number. $118,000? Yes. And Someone cents. from 10 years ago was like, man, I needed 100000 and then plus like the cost of living increase, so I need $118,000. <laughs> it wasn't even that much I really got to pay this bit. person back. <laughs> but we'll get to that weird number soon. Okay, so there's a lot of weirdness with this ransom note, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna we're going to dissect all of it. So Was it cut out, like letters of the... No, but <laughs> the it gets weird. Okay, so... She finds a ransom note. Patsy immediately... Oh, by the way, it says not to call the police or they'll kill the daughter. Patsy calls the police right away. Like, 911 immediately. It's, okay. It's 5.52 a.m. She called their bluff. Huh? <laughs> wow. She's like, Didn't even think about the police. it. No, she's right? in hysterics. She's calling the police um, to report her daughter is missing. The, the police royally botch this investigation just like from the freaking jump okay so they go over there and it's like there's people already there like from the ramsey's friends and family there are people streaming through the whole house so the whole like scene is getting contaminated um they're in every room they're passing the note around oh my god like just everything is getting contaminated and the investigators don't really say anything because they they say at that time they had no reason to suspect that 
um, the crime scene was the house. So they were like, whatever about it. But I mean, if she got kidnapped from the yeah. house, yeah. Is there, like junior like, no police sense. or what? It was an off day for the police station. They say, uh, like was now they're having a bad day in hindsight. It was after Christmas. Day. They were all drunk and hungover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's their B team. Or maybe uh, they don't really have a lot of crime there, so they're just not true. Very qualified <laughs> like for a, such a like murder. The investigator that got left that day, Boulder, she <laughs> she hadn't dealt with any homicide cases yeah. or kidnapping cases at all. She was pretty new. Okay, oh, but no. so they botch it from the beginning. Um, they even some of their friends are helping Patsy wipe down the kitchen. What? Like, Why? they're destroying this crime scene, okay? No way. All the police leave because they they want to go find John Bonet. It's a kidnapping case. So all the police leave, except for one officer, Linda Ard- Ardent. I don't know how to say her last name. Ard- Arndt. In the ransom note, it says the kidnapper will call between, five, between 8 and 10. So 8 a.m. and 10 a.m., they're going to call. Well, 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. passes, and they never called. The Ramses didn't even seem too concerned with meeting their demands by the deadline. Like, they just were waiting for this call. didn't happen. They were like, mm, I guess it didn't happen. So then um, the officer that's there is like, why don't we just take one more look around the house just to, like, make sure we've really found every, searched every crevice. I mean, crevice. it's 6,000 square feet, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe there's a place that people didn't go Supposedly, and this is according to a police officer, John, the dad, beelines to the basement where there's a spare room, mm-hmm. finds the daughter immediately, Jean-Benet oh, Ramsey. Wow. She, her body is deceased and it's wrapped in a white blanket. There's duct tape over her mouth oh and her hands are bound oh, no. ab- above her like this. And he takes oh, the blanket with the body in it and brings her up the stairs. He was oh also God. told not to touch anything if he yeah. finds anything. But he brings his daughter up the stairs and lays her on the floor of the living room where everybody was walking. And then puts a new blanket on top of her, further contaminating the scene. Um, and that's when they they were like, okay, she's in fact confirmed dead. Um the autopsy found that John Bonet was bludgeoned to death, so she had a, oh, a, no. a, like a crack in her skull. <laughs> but then the coroner said it was death by strangulation, because she also had what's called a garrote, um, a garrote, garrote, yeah, a garrote around her neck, which is a way of strangu- strangling somebody. Um, this particular one was with a wire, and then one of Patsy's paintbrushes was used to tighten oh, it yeah. behind uh, oh, her neck. Geez. Yeah. Oh, um, that's super weird right why both that's a weird yeah there was DNA found on John Bonet's long johns and on her underwear belonging to a single unidentified man and they searched this DNA among 1.5 million samples and could not find a match samples from like known pedophiles and yeah. molesters and her own family and her I own hope. family yeah and her own family they could not find a match uh, they did find two sets of unidentified footprints at the scene, and a rope that did not belong to the Ramses was found by John Bonet's room. There were no footprints in the snow outside the house, and no sign of forced entry. Well, we can't even trust all that because they contaminated the whole fucking crime scene. Yeah, true. that's true. But in the towards going towards the basement or away from the basement where she was found, like where the actual body was. Yeah, there were no footprints that were going in and out. No broken windows or doors or no. anything. Like unknown footprints because it was the dad. Yeah, there were unknown <laughs> footprints in, in the house. So one footprint 
uh, belonged to. Oh, so there were two sets of unknown footprints, and they had shoes that didn't match any of the shoes that the Ramses owned. Uh, the police officer said they did search that area, but the room was kind of like connected to the basement, and they didn't know it was like a whole room. They just thought it was a closet. They were looking for points of entry from the outside, and once they realized the door swung the wrong way, they were like, oh, that can't possibly be a door for the outside. So they just didn't even look in there. Wow. These are the worst cops ever. I know. Jeez. They really fucked up yeah. the the first initial touchdown of this scene. Okay. Let's get to the note, though, because the note is so fucking weird and shady and bizarre. Like, the note is what <laughs> won't get out of people's minds. Love, definitely not the dad. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> okay, first of all, it's so long. It's two and a half pages. Jeez. Oh, a ransom what? note. It's two and a half pages. Like, so most ransom notes, just for comparison, if you're not used to seeing a ransom note, they're really straight and to the point. So it's just like, we have your kid. She's safe. It'll cost you $500,000 to get her back. Don't call the police. We'll be contacting you. Yeah, Boom, mine, mine done, is usually like gone. two sentences. Right. This one's like a manifesto or something. I know, this is like two so, and a half pages. So listen, I need ransom because my mom is in the hospital. <laughs> so and many she details. broke her leg. and But she also <laughs> found out that she has diabetes. So I really need money for... It's I'm like, gonna read on. it right now. <laughs> you have you the whole thing. My favorite I do. color is Wait, blue. Wait, you have two and a half pages? Well, two and a half pages on a notepad, so it's not that long, oh, okay. like a written out. But okay, so here's how it goes, Mr. Ramsey. Listen carefully. We are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign faction. We crossed out. Respect your business, but business is misspelled. But not the country that it serves. At this time, we have your daughter in our possession. Possession's also misspelled. She is safe and unharmed, and if you want to, her to see 1997, you must follow our instructions to the letter. You will withdraw $118,000 from your account. $100,000 will be in $100 bills, and the remaining $18,000 in $20 bills. Make sure that you bring an adequate size attache to the bank. Attache also had an accent mark in the proper place. What so is they, that? The but they couldn't spell the other words. Were misspelled, wow. okay. but What's like... Oh, because they're a foreign. They're uh, French that's Right, right. A small French, foreign Canadian. faction. We don't know. What's attaché? A bag. Like that's all I'm calling it. From yeah. Now that's, from now on, that's <laughs> so what I'm calling it. So bring an adequate size bag to the bank. When you get home, you will put the money in a brown paper bag. I will call you between eight and ten a.m. tomorrow to instruct you on delivery. The delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you to be rested. If we monitor you getting the money <laughs> what? early, even advice is given. <laughs> yeah. So get a lot of sleep, okay? Yeah, yeah. Make sure you eat lunch too. If we monitor, if we monitor you getting the money early, we might call you early to arrange an earlier delivery of the money, and hence an earlier delivery. And then it's crossed out, and it says pickup of your daughter. Any deviation of my instructions will result in the immediate execution of your daughter. You will also be denied her remains for proper burial. The two gentlemen watching over your daughter do not particularly like you, so I advise you not to provoke them. Speaking to anyone about your situation, such as police, FBI, etc., will result in your daughter being beheaded. If we catch you talking to a stray dog, she dies. If you alert the bank authority, she dies. If the money is in any way marked or tampered with, she dies. You will be Hotel Trivago. <laughs> we will be scanned for electronic devices and if any are found she dies you can try to deceive us but be warned that we are familiar with law enforcement countermeasures and tactics you stand a 99% chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us follow our instructions and you stand a 100% chance of getting her back you and your family are under constant scrutiny as well as the authorities don't try and grow a brain John you are not the only fat cat around so don't think that killing will be difficult don't underestimate us John use that good southern common sense of yours it's up to you now John Victory SBTC. 
We don't that know what the initials. That is so weird. It's super weird. Because That's... she was just in the fucking basement the whole time. Yeah. So she, she was in the basement the whole time. It was also like, there's a couple weird pieces. So one, the $118,000 we talked about earlier being a weird amount. There was also the exact amount that John got a bonus for, for Christmas from his company. Mm-hmm. So how many people know that, right? Um, they also say that we respect your business, but not the country that it serves. As this, As if this is like an international affair. They also call themselves a small foreign faction. So they're trying to like make themselves sound big and almighty, but then they call themselves small, small. which really contradicts their power. And, and it's almost like someone saying like, oh, we're powerful, but you probably don't know us, you know? We're also, if they were foreign, powerful terrorists. They wouldn't call themselves foreign. Yeah. Like they would just say what country they're from or whatever, but they wouldn't say foreign because they're only foreign if they're not from America. It's, it's only foreign to Americans. Really dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, really dumb. Um, it's also it's also been discovered that some, a lot of the verbiage in here was were lines directly taken from movies. Yeah, so the whole that's what I was gonna say, you do this, she dies. She dies. So the movie Ransom was actually playing in the theaters at that time in Boulder, Colorado, uh. and a lot of the the lines from the bottom where it's like. You're not the only f- fat cat in town. Yeah, I was that gonna was say from... that sounds fake, like yeah. a movie or yeah. something. Yeah, Dirty Harry and this movie called Ransom and a couple other movies, especially the Don't Try to Grow a Brain, John. So it's just someone like trying to make what a ransom note might sound like in their brain <laughs> from like watching it. On... But they overdid it by like a lot. Yeah, like they, they were just so trying. Details. They could have just wrote two sentences: "We need money, or your daughter dies." That's yep. like a typical liar. Like you know when you ask them like, "Hey, so what is this thing that I found?" Oh, well, you know, it's just because like when I was coming back from <laughs> from work, and then like I just ended up bumping into like that one lady that you know the up... lady I to- told you it's about like, the oh other my day. God. <laughs> they think that the details makes it sound yeah. more real. Realistic, but then it just like sound like more of a liar. You're yeah. telling way too many details for such a small story. It's just too much. So also the FBI says that they have never had one kidnapping case in history where the ransom note was 2.5 pages long <laughs> and had never had a case where the body was then found in the house. And on top of this, the ransom note was written at the crime scene with using a pen and pad from inside the house. So they wrote whoever the kidnapper was wrote the whole ransom note from inside the house using their stuff and then put the pen and paper back and then just killed her anyway and put her in the basement yeah even normal people steal the pen after yeah Yeah. (laughs) you just don't even think you just put it in your pocket unless it was habit for you to put it back yeah right because you live there interesting um a practice note was also found oh rough draft so the first part of a note yeah Okay. Um, Wait, they practiced and still messed up so bad? Yeah, it looked like... (laughs) Can we just spend this video bullying the people who wrote the note? Like, you guys are fucking dumb. Well, that's what the news did, so... (laughs) I don't even remember the part about the note. Yeah. I mean, I guess I was like like 10 or something. Honestly, the more you dig into this case, the note is the one thing, like, really holding it up, like, that makes it seem like it was somebody in the Ramsey family. But... Uh, there was no f- uh, DNA left on the clothing. And if you want <laughs> DNA-free clothing... Oh, boy. Our <laughs> sponsor, nice Stitch segue. Fix, is going to love that transition. Good board. Online shopping can be daunting. You never know if things will fit, returns are difficult, and you don't even know what store to start with. Well, that's me. I don't know where to shop. I, I barely like any brand for all of its line. I never know where to go. I'm like, I like one piece from here, one piece from there, but I don't know what to do. It's too much for me to deal with and a waste of my time. I would rather someone else shop for me, and I just say if I like it or not and send it back if I don't. 
This season, you can let Stitch Fix do all the hard work. They offer um, clothing hand-selected by expert stylists for your unique size, style, and budget. It's a completely different and fun way to find clothes you will love to wear. You basically just go on, take a little quiz, what kind of clothes you like. You pick the pictures of, yeah, I like that style. I'll try those clothes. Or absolutely don't send me that. And then they won't. So the stylist will take your notes. Um, You could try on the pieces at home before you buy them. Keep what you love and return what you don't. Uh, They have a prepaid return envelope included. And there's no subscription required. You don't have to shop every month. You can just shop when you want. You could try it once or set up the automatic deliveries. You'll pay just a $20 styling fee for each box, which gets credited towards the pieces you keep. And there are no hidden fees ever. Stitch Fix also has styles and clothing to fit any occasion for men, women, and kids. They ship all over the U.S. and it's also available in the U.K. So get started today at stitchfix.com mood and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com mood for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Stitchfix.com mood. Mood. And if you're wearing brand new clothes and you're looking great, you want to make sure that you're wearing some nice comfortable underwear, right? That's where Third Love comes in. Third Love, it, they make these amazing bras that I'm actually wearing right now. There you go, a little peek right there. And uh, honestly, all my bras are now Third Love. I got rid of all my other bras because they were not comfortable. I would always have issues with like the sizing, especially the cups or even the band. Like sometimes when the band fits you too tight, you end up getting that like side fat coming out and it's just it's not attractive it actually digs in not cute also the straps you know like no matter how much i would try to adjust the straps for some reason i always had issues with my previous bras but not with third love because before getting my bra i took their fit finder quiz but now third love just launched their fitting room And so it's a new and improved version of the quiz that focuses on size, breast shape, current fit issues, and your personal style to deliver bras and underwear that are perfect for you. Fit stylists are available for one-on-one chats to answer any questions as well. And if you don't love it, every customer has 60 days to return and returns and exchanges are free and super easy. You just put it back in the box that they shipped you your stuff in and then you throw it in the post office and you're good to go. So break up with your bad bra and fall in love with better bras and underwear. From classic lace that actually feels soft to their number one rated 24-7 classic t-shirt bra. Check out all their exclusives at thirdlove.com. Third Love knows your one true fit is out there. So right now they're offering our listeners 20% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash bigmood now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 20% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash bigmood for 20% off today. Hooray. Hooray. All right. So back to this fucked up ransom note. <gasps> okay. I just finished that whole entire drink and I can write a better ransom note right now. Right? <laughs> right These now. Things are way, are good, right? They're way too strong. Oh, by the way, um, the pina colada. So pineapples were uh, Jean Benet Ramsey's favorite fruit. Aww. So tribute to her. RIP, baby girl. We love yeah. Um So this note. Uh, People have commented that parts parts of it kind of sound maternal, like the part maternal. Uh, yeah, like about getting enough rest. I advise you to get oh, enough yeah. rest. Like it's hard for people to imagine a man writing to get enough rest, or and like it sounds a little bit 
like a housewife to some people. So where they're like, make sure you get enough rest, make sure you bring a big enough bag. Like most ransom note leavers maybe wouldn't be concerned about what bag size or how much rest you got. And also about like whether or not you get the remains back for a burial, you know. So people were kind of like, it seems a little bit maternal, but, you know, hmm, that's like. Opinion. And it's um, also really dumb. Yeah, it's uh, coded for movies and stuff. Uh, they did take handwriting samples from the whole family. Burke and John's handwriting was ruled out completely, but Patsy's came back inconclusive. Oh, really? Meaning some, some parts of the note could be a match. She dots her eyes with a heart. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, w- I was actually watching a handwriting sample person or a handwriting analysis person. Um, go over what parts were similar and what parts weren't, and they were like, you know, the way she, the way the A's were drawn here, and the way Patsy draws her A's, where you lift the pen at this part, and blah blah blah. Oh, wow. um, yeah, but a lot of people do that, so it's not like it could be her or it could not be her. Like it's equal chances could be her, could mm. couldn't be her. Yeah, but they said and there it was, was no way it was the dad. Yeah, no way it was the dad. No way it was the son. Huh. Uh, the dad knew where the body was, but it was so it was apparent. Maybe, 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 maybe she was jealous of how beautiful her daughter was. So she also, um, Patsy, was also a state a state champion debater. She graduated magna cum laude. Well, then she couldn't have written that stupid with that spelling with a degree. But it seemed like in the note they were trying to purposely misspell some words. There was also wobbly letters, like someone was trying to kind of disguise their handwriting mm. in it, like it wasn't consistent with the rest of the way mm. they did the handwriting. Um, she graduated with a degree in journalism and a minor and a minor in advertising. She was well educated, intelligent, and a good writer. There were editor's marks used at in at least one spot, and Patsy would have been familiar with these marks. Mm. Wait, the, what are editor's marks? They're like I don't I actually don't even know. Oh. Like I think the attache, like the accents maybe, um, mm. over certain words. But I it just says editor's marks. Hmm. Yeah. I did not graduate magna cum laude with journalism, Um, but Patsy would know what that meant. And then the writer of the note had a large vocabulary, even though they tried to disguise it with misspellings, they betrayed themselves with the correct use and spelling of advanced words. So this drew a lot of people towards thinking that maybe it was an inside job, like maybe the parents did it either by accident or Maybe on purpose, but maybe by accident, okay? So there was a lot of attention towards Patsy and John Ramsey, specifically Patsy because of this possible match for the handwriting, and then that maybe John was, like, helping her because, like, he knew where the body was right away, and there was no signs of forced entry. Other than that, they also had an army of lawyers that was preventing the police from doing a proper investigation. So it took them, the police, like, it took them forever to, like, be able to interview the Ramseys because they had, like, friends and lawyers being, like, give them space to grieve. Like, how dare you? They just got, like, their child, they just found their child murdered in their home. Like, they are not doing well. Give them space. Um, And then the family immediately within the days following flew to Atlanta, Georgia to have John Monet Ramsey's body buried there. Cause that was, I guess their hometown. And John had an, another daughter that died in a car accident. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. That was buried there. How old was she? Uh, she? I don't know how old she was, but she was one of his, it was before Patsy is before in his previous, previous marriage. marriage. Yeah. Hmm. Um, 
So she got buried there and they were like, the police were like, okay, let them bury their daughter. They'll come back. We'll interview them. But instead, the Ramses then go meet with CNN in Atlanta and do a national TV interview um, before talking to the police. Oh, so in this interview, they're like, the killer's still out there. Like, help us. They're like crying. They're giving all these things. So the police thought it was kind of weird that... They couldn't speak to the police. They couldn't even get out of bed, but they went to Atlanta and gave an interview with CNN. Mm -hmm. Nothing looks good on this family at all. Right? So there's a lot of things that just don't look good. It's Mm -hmm. not a good look. Whether or not they're guilty, that's completely, that's a different topic, but it just doesn't look good. I mean, they rushed to call the cops even though the note said not to, but then now they won't speak to the And then they weren't even trying to get money together or anything. Okay. They also were hiding medical records. They were hiding phone records. And then when they were released, apparently there was no activity at all in December. So that was very odd. Um, they, uh, the police didn't get to separate the, separate them and interview them until a year and a half later. What? what? Yeah. A yeah. Whole year and Why? a half. I, I don't know. Like that was the first time they actually got like a proper no interrogation separately. Yeah, the um because the lawyers just kept kept for preventing things. Um why would you not speak to the police? Yeah. Exactly. Seriously. There were no footprints outside. The note was written from inside the house. There was a theory that started circulating that Patsy accidentally killed John Bonet over bedwetting. You probably heard this one. This was one of the earlier theories because the nanny had said that she had um, gotten really angry at John Bonet a few times for wetting the bed. So there was a theory circulating in the public that maybe. Patsy, you know, accidentally killed her over bedwetting and then they staged the note and the strangulation to make it look like someone broke in, you know. Wait, the cause of death was the strangulation or the blood bludgeoning? So there's debate on that. So uh, apparently. Didn't you say the coroner said it was the strangulation? Yeah. So it doesn't add up that it would be an accident and then covered up with the strangulation yeah. because apparently, John, according to the evidence, John Bonet was still alive during the strangulation. Oh my God. Yeah. She was passed out from the, mm. the bludgeoning, but she was still alive. Whoa. Okay. Other things that didn't add up is that about the, it being the Ramses, is that Jean Bonet had markings on her neck consistent with a stun gun. Huh? And Ram- the Ramses no don't own a stun gun. Also, uh, the footprints that they found were from High Tech Shoes, the uh, brand called High Tech, and they don't match any of those shoes in the Ramsey house. Well, I mean, they would have just probably gotten rid of the shoes, right? Maybe. Like, or also, there were like people walking throughout the house, so I don't know how they're even able to yeah. say that these two sets of footprints were yeah. from... I don't know. I don't know how they were able to rule that. And um, they could have thrown away the sun gun, too. So they never yeah. owned one. Yeah. Given to a friend Maybe. to get out of yeah. here. When they say, like, oh, they never owned that, I'm like, how do you know they didn't have it? Yeah, right? Yeah. You know, at some point. Yeah, or thrown, got, given it to a friend to get rid yeah. of. Yeah. yeah, who knows? In um, in 1999, a grand jury actually tried to indict the Ramses on child abuse cases, uh, on child abuse leading to murder. Like, that would be the charge that they would be getting charged for but the DA said that there wasn't enough evidence and the grand jury had ultimately decided to indict them because of the lack of evidence of an intruder and because of Patsy's handwriting being maybe a match Um, but inevitably DNA cleared the whole family so the entire family got exonerated because they didn't match the DNA on her underwear or the long johns right who is this mystery DNA what kind of DNA uh, I it didn't say it just said DNA, so not 
that kind Fluids, of DNA. Yeah. Although some sources How? say there was evidence of sexual abuse oh, no. using that the paintbrush. I mean, what DNA was using they the, use paintbrush? the paintbrush? Yeah. Oh jeez. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, and also some sources say there was a droplet of blood found. But I don't know. So let's talk about some of the suspects who are not the Ramses. Just to a lot of the news just focused heavily. Is that on all? Ramses. They only so they only suspected the mom or the dad. They didn't suspect the brother. Not in the beginning. Oh, okay. Not really in the beginning. Um, but later they okay. did, and gotcha. so I'll get to that. Part. I think that's the one I heard. But yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah that's same. what I was about to ask. As this case gets older and older, and DNA, tact like DNA uh, investigating gets. A more what's it called evolved um mm-hmm. like they the science gets better uh they're able to reopen certain parts of this case and so new theories come out and new suspects and that's why there's so many different theories yeah. now because there's just not enough evidence for any of the suspects yeah otherwise something would have happened by now yeah exactly yeah. okay so here are some of the suspects that sound pretty legit this first one, his name is Bill McReynolds. He visited the family house a few days before the murder. So some people were speculating that maybe the intruder had been hiding in the house for days to weeks, you know, mm. because... It's so big. Yeah, it's so big. No fourth century. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe somebody, someone they knew. They came you know? over for a house party and stayed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And maybe it was someone that JonBenet trusted, and so she followed him down there. Who knows? So Bill McReynolds had visited the family house a few days before the murder. Sometimes he would come, he would uh, dress up like Santa during Christmas parties. He would hand out gifts. His own daughter was kidnapped 22 years before the murder. Jesus. His wife wrote wrote a play about a child getting molested and then murdered in a basement. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Wait, when did she write that one? Before or after? Before. Wow. Yeah. He, uh, but he said he felt really close to her, and uh, he says, quote, her murder was harder than on me than my operation. She made a profound change in me, end quote. She actually, uh, John Bonet at one point had given him a vial of glitter uh, as a gift during Christmas, and he brought that vial of glitter with him into his heart surgery. Um, he said that in all his years playing Santa Claus and giving out gifts, that was the first time ever a child had ever given him a gift back. Mm. So it meant a lot to him. He brought it into surgery and he even told his wife that if he were not to make it out of the surgery alive to mix the glitter in with his ashes. Oh, that's wow. so oh, shit. I want glitter ashes. I want do that for That's me. a really good idea. Yeah. yeah you guys cute. think it's cute. Um, the media I, did not think it was cute. I was about to say, I'm it was like, very oh, creepy. That creepy? Why oh. mix glitter oh. of like some, the neighbor oh, girl. You know what? Yeah. That is that a little sense. too intimate, I guess, to be like, oh, this is this little it vial of so glitter is so important. Yeah. I guess if if I just pictured him initially, I just pictured him like a grieving because you said his daughter was yeah. initially kid, so it's like that whole of his little girl yeah. that he had missing, and now it's like there's this this little other little girl that like is standing in for that, and that you yeah, know, that's like a broken hearted. Honestly, after thinking about this case for a long time, yeah. I I do feel more that way. I think the media kind of but they initially just made it sound creepier without knowing that his daughter died or like if his if he didn't have a child that died or a daughter that died previously then yeah. there's no way that would make any sense but ha- being a grieving father it makes more sense yeah also i feel really bad that like <clears throat> if he was just that was a sweet thing and then like the media everyone made him creepy it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i feel bad some guys are just like big teddy bear sweet sweethearts yeah you know? and like a, and a, he could have been a creep 
He could have been, yeah. But we don't know. We don't know. Those coincidences with the wife writing that play. I'm like, pretty why? weird. Yeah, right. Maybe Ooh. the wife told them that the the Ramses about the play, and they decided to. They remembered it. They're like, oh, let's let's do that play thing. Uh, Maybe yeah. there's also two sets of footprints, and they can pin on that guy. Yeah. Okay. The next. Oh, ultimately, he was not a match for the DNA evidence. Okay, so he was cleared. The next suspect we have, his name is Gary Oliva. He lived a few blocks away from the Ramses. In December of 2000, he was arrested on unrelated drug, drug charges and was carrying a photo of Jean Bonnet. Huh. He explained to the, to the officers that her death touched him very much. He felt a need to build a shrine to remember her. Okay, creepy. Yeah. And then in 2016, she, he was arrested for child pornography. Okay. Oh, oh there no. you go. Yeah. That guy's way creepier, obviously. Totally. And actually, the more stuff comes out, like, during this time period, they actually had 35 to 40 registered sex offenders in their neighborhood, like, around them. And she's performing. She's this... She's, She's like this, the little sexy yeah, thing. Yeah. And, like, if you see sexy footage of her, which the footage was everywhere... She was like, it seemed like a little adult, you know, mm-hmm. like full yeah. blown makeup. Those pageants are weird. It, they're very yeah. weird. And so like ultimately a lot of people are, are kind of on the side of even if the parents didn't kill her, they exposed her to all these creepy people. So they kind of are, are mad at that. Like, why did you exploit your child? And like, but Patty, Patsy herself was a pageant queen. Yeah. So she was kind of in that. That's kind of tough. Zone. It's kind of tough because like, I mean, I get the pageant thing and I get that being something you want to share with your child like your daughter's gonna you know they yeah. pass that's like a cultural and thing this they was before down. social media yeah this was like way way I don't before think they realized know. she was gonna be as famous as she was right. like i mean you a lot of like little pageant kids go around they just do some little local pageants and then they, yeah. go, they go off to college and they're cheerleaders or something but like i don't think anyone expected her to be you know so it's kind of weird to be like oh you did this by yeah. exposing her to the world but like she just got famous like how does that happen that doesn't happen to and it was kind of the reason that she got sensationalized yeah. too this was like as close to going viral as you could get at this time period yeah. she was in every single magazine on every in every yeah. grocery store i remember just seeing her everywhere um so this oliva guy this creep creep guy um, he got, you know, charged with child pornography. What's even weirder is that the day after John Bonet's murder, his high school friend named Michael Vale says that the day after the murder, uh, Gary Oliva called him and said, "I heard a little girl. I heard a little girl." According to the friend, hurt? I hurt. Ooh, I oh, hurt shit. a little girl. I hurt a little girl. Oh fuck! He and called who now? His friend from high school. Wow. So Gary's Gary, friend from high school. Yeah, Gary Oliva, the creepo. Called his friend from high school the day after the murder and right. said, I killed a little, I hurt a little girl, I hurt a little girl. According to the friend, Gary also revealed the location of where he hurt the girl, which was Boulder, Colorado. Uh-huh. And according to police records, no other little girl was harmed in Boulder, Colorado on that night. Wow. Vale, so- the friend, also revealed that the strangulation method that um, was used on Jean Benet with the wire, you know, the garrote, uh, was also used by Gary previously when he attempted to strangle his own mother with a telephone cord. How is this not enough yeah. evidence? Right? How is that not this enough? It seems like a lot of evidence. It's um, all like circumstantial, I guess. And then did they check if he owned that those pair of shoes and the DNA? Um, so the witness testimony means nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, not witness. There was no witnesses. Phone call. Well, who, he said he 
his, or he said he called his friend. Like, why yeah. would he make that up? My friend called me and told me he did it. What's I don't why know. would he make that up? So he was well, he was brought in, but he was not a match for the DNA. So they cleared him. Mm. So that's the only thing that they're, yeah. they're using. Yeah, to clear people. It's literally only whoever's DNA. Yeah. Could, could that DNA not be, like? Because I want to know what kind of DNA it is. Yeah. What, what could that have been? Just something else, like unrelated to the murder. Well, we'll or get is to it that. like fucking come? Oh. Like, okay. Mm. okay, we have more information. Okay, about the, the DNA. That's what's that's what's frustrating me. Yeah. Um, okay, so before I get to the next couple suspects, because it gets it gets juicier. Yes. Okay. Um, she was blonde, about, right? She was blonde. <laughs> yeah. To keep your hair that blonde, you got to have some good shampoo because it could get brittle, it's especially if it's bleached. Transition. <laughs> I'm not proud of that. One. No, function of <laughs> beauty is a great. Great subscription. Oh my god, I freaking love this brand. I do. Uh, my I really hair do. has been forever changed by this shampoo. And well, actually, they make way more than shampoo and conditioner. And they the also lotion, make body wash. And, yeah, yeah lotion. I finally use a body wash, and I'm like, oh my it's god, why dream. did I prevent myself from having this pleasure? It's so good. It smells so bomb. It makes my skin feel so good. If you haven't tra- tried it yet, like the hype is real. Seriously, believe the hype. Um, you go online, you complete a test right like all these quizzes that these custom these custom quizzes all these mm-hmm. companies do this one's so legit so the quiz is like what's your hair type like is it wavy is it straight how thick is it they quiz you about your hair then they quiz you about your hair goals like do you want it shiny do you want more volume like what is it you want then they're able to there's there's like 300,000 combinations or, no there's, there's 50, 54 trillion possible yeah. formulations Whoa. oh my god <laughs> And then um, Function of Beauty has over 50,000 five-star reviews. But yeah, so all those formulations, they make the most custom formula for you. And then you even get to pick out the scent you and the color. I think mine that I'm using right now is peach. And I use, yeah, peach with the peach scent. But I've used them all. I've done the, tea, I've done the eucalyptus. I've done the, uh, the rose. Yes, yeah. my favorite. It's really good. Okay, and then um, yeah, you, so you it's a subscription, so you never have to buy off the shelf just to be disappointed ever again. Go to functionofbeauty.com/bigmood to take your quiz and save twenty percent off your first order. That applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. Go to functionofbeauty.com/bigmood to let them know that we sent you and to get twenty percent off your order. Functionofbeauty.com/bigmood. Big mood. Yeah. Imagine jumping into the shower and not turning on the water. Just wiping your body with dry paper. Ew. People will call you crazy, right? That's yeah. weird. Yeah. So why are you Can't wiping your butt butt with just a dry piece of toilet oh, paper? Right. Right? Bring your mama into the future with the brand new Hello Tissue 3.0 Modern Bidet Attachment. It's stylish, eco-friendly, easy to install, and will help stop flushing her retirement down the toilet in TP costs. You don't need a plug or an outlet either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It cleans your butt like a champ, but it doesn't stop there. It also cleans itself with the Smart Spray Automatic Self-Cleaning Nozzle. When we say anyone can put this shit together, we mean even your parents. <laughs> That's true. My yeah. parents? Yeah. You know how many Anyone's times your parents, parents have to ask you to remember their password? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, she can actually install a Hello Tissue by herself. Uh-huh. Hello Tissue 3.0 attaches to their existing toilet with no electricity, extra plumbing, or tech support FaceTimes to you, and cuts toilet paper use by 80%. So that means the Hello Tissue bidet pays for itself in only a few months. Hmm. Plus, every Hello Tissue bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. You know how Asian parents love that. So give the gift of a clean butt to your mama. Go to hellotissue.com slash bigmood to get 10% off plus free shipping. This is a special offer for our listeners. It's at hellotissue.com slash bigmood 
for 10% off. Again, that's hellotissue.com slash big mood. Is that because Mother's Day is coming up? Yeah. Yeah, she deserves a bidet. Yeah. Yep. How many times do you actually like think about your mom having a dirty butt, you know? So now's a chance True. to clean it. Plus, you, plus the puns of the car, like, happy mother's bidet. Ah. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Moving on, the list of suspects. This next guy, fucking weirdo. Okay, this guy, John Mark Carr, do you remember him at all? No. Okay. No. There's a lot of Johns in this. Yeah, there are. Yeah. And there's a lot of Michaels who are friends. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. Okay. So John Mark Carr didn't become a suspect until 10 years later Whoa. in 2006. Whoa. Yeah. He confessed to the murder via email to a journalism professor mm-hmm. named Michael Tracy. Another Michael, right? Michael mm-hmm. Tracy, Tracy. Who had been emailing with this dude for four years to gain his trust. So he's just emailing this weirdo suspect for four years to try to gain How his trust. How did he become a suspect? Yeah. I don't even know like what they t- talked about. Um but yeah, he found about this journalist is like really digging in for this story. Jesus. <laughs> it's like who lived within the fucking three mile radius? <laughs> just... Well imagine the being the one that breaks the case that I guess oh. so. At this point it's been ten years. They're like, This is a little bit But why is this person still even thinking mystery. about it? I don't know. I, I want to know how, how he even case. became yeah. a suspect for this journalist at all. Honestly, I, I don't know other than the fact that the the cops had a list of suspects that they Felt like they narrowed it down. The one of the oh, so original, on list. yeah. Oh, okay. One mm-hmm. of the original statements by the Boulder uh, Police Department was that we have a list, and your name is on it, and it's only a matter of time until the last person on the list is you. Like that was their like threat to Ooh, whoever was out there that did this. Mm. So this guy is well, this guy was on the list. Um, so John Mark Carr ends up emailing this journalist a confession. And he details a really gruesome story of how he killed John Bonet. He used similar verbiage to the ransom note and even used Patsy's mom's nickname, Nettie, which was like, how did he even know that? Oh, shit. We don't know. Patsy's mom's nickname? Yeah. Huh. Oh, For a grandmother then. So John Bonet's grandmother? Yeah. Okay. Maybe she said his name. Wait, Maybe the grandmother's nickname for The who? nickname. Just her nickname that her she nickname. went by. Yeah, but oh. she only went by that to the family. So, like, how did he know that? He also confessed he was in love with Jean Bonnet. He confessed to hitting Jean Bonnet in the head with the flashlight. He said that he never meant to disgrace her. And the saddest part that really hurts him is that she was left there. Like, he didn't mean for her to ever, like, stay in that room. That, like, he didn't mean to disgrace her. It was just unfortunate what happened. It was kind mm-hmm. of an accident. Okay. What about the strangulation? Yeah, exactly. He well, accidentally hit her on the head. It's like, oh, the well, they didn't give me the money, so I strangled her. Um, How do you get out with cops there? I don't, we don't know. Mm-hmm. So in 2008, two years after this confession, with the help of several government agencies, they were able to locate him in Bangkok, Thailand, oh, where geez, he was he hiding. Ran too? Thailand. Hmm. Yeah, he was, he was hiding from child pornography charges. Oh, of course. Wow. Man, why are there so Jeez. many damn pedos? Seriously. So the DNA didn't match. And some of his story didn't line up either. Like it, like it didn't make sense at all with the evidence. That like, the, did he just want to go to jail? Had. Like, do you think yeah. like he had some sort of guilty ultimately, conscience from other shit? No, I think ultimately the cops said that they thought he wanted notoriety and fame. Oh, so they just didn't. <laughs> but give he was it like, "I'm just gonna be in in Bangkok. You can't come get me or something." Yeah, well, that was to avoid the previous oh. child pornography charges. But this one was like he wanted to be known as. The, the guy, guy. yeah, illness, yeah. Um, 
And then also the Department of Homeland Security continued to investigate him because he always maintained that he didn't act alone, you know, and there was two sets of footprints. So they were like, well, maybe we should keep investigating him just in case he's associated. But then it was later confirmed that he wasn't even in Colorado at that time. Oh, wow. So it wasn't him. He was in Bangkok the whole time? I don't, it doesn't say where he was, but he wasn't in Colorado. Damn. Yeah. Okay. So then, oh, there was also this other guy who I forgot to write down his name, but he was heavily suspicious too. So he was another creepo that was in the neighborhood and he had confessed to his friend that he killed a girl right after the murder. Um, and he had a stun gun mm. and that matched like, you know, where the dots lined up. And he had uh, a pair of high tech shoes, one of those, that brand of shoes. Um, and apparently he got so scared when the police department was saying we know you're going to be the last person on this list that he committed suicide whoa oh my god maybe yeah. it was him then it could have been like why else would you just yeah. straight up commit suicide maybe you're a little not all there oh i suppose i mean it could have very well been him but it's like we'll, either he did it we'll or never, he was crazy we'll never know yeah. Yeah. yeah um okay so then you were talking about the brother. Yeah, that's that, the one like, I heard. Hey, like, why didn't they investigate him? Okay, so in a CBS documentary that came out a few years ago, I think it was 2016. Yeah, that's what I recently heard. Yeah, in 2016, there is a CBS documentary. And by the way, before I get into this, he has been known to be very litigious. And he went after litigious. Oh, litigious. Litigious? <laughs> is it litigious? No, it's not. Is it not? It's litigious. That was litigious. I only no. know that because from Clueless, like oh, her dad's a, a litigator. And... Lit- oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. I'm done. Anyway, litigator. A litigator. Yeah. <laughs> well, I learned something new today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like we live in a litigious society. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> so he's been known to go after people legally um and after this documentary came out he sued several people that were associated with the documentary oh so we're not so saying brother? Did it, brother? Not, these are no personal <laughs> no. opinions nor am i saying any of this is evidence that is real um this, this is just what is was presented in the documentary i'm just going to tell you what was presented in this documentary mm-hmm. not my personal opinion okay um so in this documentary they had first of all they had a DNA expert named Dr. Henry Lee, who was known from the O.J. Simpson case, who examined the DNA. And he held this theory that the DNA from John Bonet's underwear may have possibly come from a factory that made the underwear. Oh. And he proved his theory by testing an unopened bag from the same brand of underwear, which showed to also have unknown male <gasps> DNA on That's them. What I, yeah, Ew. what is the DNA? Wash your shit before you wear it. She probably got these the underwear whatever for Christmas and they just threw it on her yeah the night before yeah wait so but it was also on her long john so how wet was it to transfer to another piece of clothing or what kind of DNA was it it could have been like the same brand Mm -hmm. also it's the same guy just nutting on all these fucking new (laughs) batches of underwear I don't think it was it It was was DNA was a droplet of blood no fucking snorting there's snot everywhere on all the fucking new underwear Chinese people just like they cough with their mouth open well there's touch DNA now where you just I touched this laptop and my DNA is on it now but on hard surfaces skin cells what? Yeah, not on clothing. Yeah, that's true. I don't. I don't know all the forensics, but I do know that the science has gotten way better. Um, yeah. 
But anyway, so the yeah. DNA, they've been canceling all these suspects because it didn't match the DNA. And yeah. then Damn. they turn around and say what the DNA is... So in this documentary, because okay. this doctor did not testify in court or anything, he's oh, okay. just in the documentary. Um, but the documentary concluded because of this that this made the DNA fallacious and opens it up to all the previous fallacious. suspects. Right? Yeah, right. So that was the first thing because if you remember, the Ramses were exonerated because their DNA didn't match. Mm-hmm. Those is the only reason they stopped investigating them. They're like, oh, oh thank shit. God they found some other DNA. I'm just yeah. <laughs> By the way, they did look very, very sad that they lost their daughter. It wasn't of like course. they were like faking it or anything like that. But we don't know what happened. Like, yeah. why did the daughter die? Okay. So Burke Ramsey starts getting kind of like, like they kind of start digging down that rabbit hole in this documentary. And there were a few things uh, that raised suspicions. So according to other stories of Burke that from people that knew him, such as the housekeeper, the oh, housekeeper, housekeeper, yeah, there was a housekeeper there. She at one point was a suspect, but then she got ruled out somehow. And I don't, and there wasn't enough evidence at all to, to try to charge her with anything. Um, but she kind of was telling stories of how the family acted. And Burke, apparently, according to people, he had kind of a temper problem. You know, he was aggressive towards his sister a lot like they would fight and he would be really aggressive at one one time he hit her with a golf club damn so um attention maybe because she was getting a lot of attention as a beauty pageant i mean also like kids they fight each other like siblings fight like they wrestle they fight like Mm -hmm. but also him being a boy and him getting a little bit older he might not realize his strength yeah and he was he just was overpowering for sure Um, he was only a couple years older than her, right? Like four years older? Three. Three? Yeah. Y- yeah. So there's this pineapple theory where... Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, I heard this one. Mm-hmm. This was in the documentary. So what was weird is there was pineapple... The night that she got murdered, there was pineapple left on the kitchen, on the table. Um, pineapple with milk in it, which was Burke's favorite fruit. Burke loved pineapple with milk in it as a snack. What the hell? Yeah. And there was a bowl with Burke's fingerprints on it and Patsy's fingerprints on it. Patsy washed the dishes, so maybe it could have been her. But um, there was definitely Burke that was eating from this bowl. And this bowl was in the pictures from the crime scene that they took. So this is where they found this from. And uh, a theory is that a lot of times, you know, they would get into sibling fights and he's very aggressive. A theory is that she might have tried to like take some of his pineapple like to have some because there was pineapple found in her stomach and maybe he didn't like that because this was an area of the house where only really Burke went anyway because he had a train set down there so he had a a whole like model train set that went around a track in the basement yeah in the basement in the the spare room that was adjacent to the basement Mm -hmm. okay and so it would really only be Burke that would know about or would be down there at all um and the theory is that Jean Benet took someone's pineapple and then they got into a fight about it. They went down to that room and Burke hit her over the head really hard with part of his train track. Um, train, train, train set. set, tra- train, train set. Yeah, train track Choo-choo set. Train. Yeah, a piece of that set. <laughs> and the markings, the markings on her head from that fracture matched pieces of the train set. Oh. Also, Thomas the Train. 
Not Thomas space. the Train. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> it was like an actual, like, look, like yeah, realistic. Like legit... Yeah. Okay. Um, also, those markings that we thought was a stun gun, um, it also perfectly matched the train track, uh, the way that the pieces fit together. <sighs> yeah. So that mark kind of matched. Maybe it wasn't a stun gun. Right, because oh, it's that just guy killed marks. himself for no reason. Also, the knots, other reasons. Um, the knots. Like, she's bound. It's like, well, who like bound her? Burke was in Boy Scouts and had a book full of knots, Shh. like different wow. ways of tying knots. And so, um, the other theory is like, okay, so maybe he hit her over the head, got scared, and he's a small boy, so um, maybe he put it around her neck and dragged her to the room because she he couldn't lift her up because any adult would kind of would probably lift her into wherever she ended up. But the marks on the wires were pulling upwards. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's usually she how was getting would, dragged. That's usually how you would kill Yeah, like if it too. was around the back up, yeah, it could be upwards. But then some people were speculating that maybe it was like because he dragged her. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And she was still alive at this time. But maybe as a kid, you don't know that your sister's still alive or that maybe you don't know. I don't know. Or... We just don't know. There's not enough evidence for what is happening. So there's just like speculation about this because this is a new theory. This was like 20 years after the after the fact, like and no one had investigated Burke. Also, when did the investigation of these train tracks happen, though? It can't be like 20 years later and they go back to the train tracks. So they did a whole remodeling of the crime scene. Mm. They rebuilt the basement to the T. I guess they had pictures of the brand of the train tracks Mm -hmm. and they could do the measuring and all that. Yeah, and so they they re... Because this case is like... It's like the JFK case where it just is not solvable. People just really want to People get obsessed because they just want to solve it, right? Which is good because like, come on, it's been 25 years. So the these people uh, reenacted the entire scene, and that's what they found was that like there's pineapple in her stomach. There was pineapple found on the on the kitchen table. Um, there's fingerprints from Burke on the pineapple. Like he's known to have this past aggressive behavior with her. And then there's uh, some videos of when they interrogate him after the after the murder. And this is like the initial like when they took him away to like just to have him away from the crime scene and everything. And they had a a child, I don't know, interviewer or therapist Mm -hmm. there that was like meant to make the child feel comfortable and also to kind of get their version of what happened. And in this video, he is not concerned or doesn't seem to be concerned at all about his sister just getting brutally murdered. He talks about how he's having a lot of fun playing video games. and, And the interviewer says like, how do you, so what do you know about how she died? How do you think she died? And he goes, um... Well, I think like uh, I think the kidnapper like took her like tiptoed maybe so no one could hear. Took her out of the bed and took her down and then maybe like stabbed her with a knife. I don't know or like uh, and he's like just kind of like enthusiastic about reenacting wow. how he thinks his sister might have died and he's laughing the whole time and he's um, it's just very odd behavior. And then the interviewer says, "So do you feel safe in your house?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, like." really good this is when he was a kid yes Damn. and this was right after was like nine. so your sister just gets brutally murdered in your house right next to you or like you know in the same house as you and he feels perfectly fine um the kids reaction the kids are strange. different yeah, yeah like yeah. a coping so mechanism the, yeah the the con- the argument about this is like it could also be coping mechanisms mm-hmm. or Shock. trauma he also talks about how how like exciting it is that the press wants to find him at a school and like that he everyone's asking where Burke is and stuff like oh. that and he's smiling the whole time um he, he also as an adult 
went on Dr. Phil's show and gave an interview and is smiling the whole time. And so people felt like it was really creepy. Just an odd person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can watch these videos because Yeah, cuz it's it's pretty it's pretty odd. But um also during the when he was a kid, uh the person asked him to draw a picture of his family and he drew his mom, and then he drew his dad, and then he drew him, and then they were like, "Is there anyone else?" Didn't draw anybody else. Well, maybe because mm-hmm. she's dead, and that's how a kid just like well, she's not here anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was after she died. Yeah, that was right after after she died. Also, um, they were asking him what his favorite fruit was, and um, they showed him a picture of the pineapple that was left on the table, and asked him what it was, and he goes, "Oh, that's something," and he just won't say he won't say what it is as an adult. No, as, as a, kid, a kid, as a kid, still. Ooh, that's. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's interesting. Um, and I, I guess you could see where the documentary was going, mm-hmm. but there's still not enough. There's no evidence to really press any charges or make any convictions. And well, also um, like say if it was a little kid, right? Like obviously he's not going to be in jail because he's just like a little ten year old. So, that's so I guess it's, it's more about if the parents helped him cover it. Exactly, up. Yeah. that's the real. That's the real thing. issue. And there's a there was an interview with the nine one one operator that took the call that day, and she says that what was really weird is at the end of the call, Patsy thought she hung up the phone, but it wasn't all the way hung up. So she was in hysterics. She was like, "Oh my god, they got my they got my daughter, all this stuff." And then the phone was like she thought it was hung up, and then she goes, "Okay, so I called the police. Now what?" Oh. And um, and they scene. you can Jeez. hear what sounds like might be Burke's voice as a child in the background. And then the mom says, what did you do? But it's not confirmed. They had audio experts analyze the end of this call and they said that it's too muffled muffled okay. to really know for sure what was said and who said it. Is the audio uh, available? For yes. Ooh, yes. You can hear the audio. Um, also, they what was weird about that is they had claimed that Burke was still sleeping at this time. Oh, so he shouldn't have been on the nine one one call. And even if he like, even if he wasn't sleeping, why did they say he was? Yeah. Like, why did they have to have that detail in there? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're clearly protecting him. Which yeah. it seems that way. So that's what makes the Ramses continue to be the center of what who people think probably did it. But we there's no. Like the evidence is so botched, like the crime scene is so botched that it's almost like impossible to know for sure. There was this one, and this is the last thing I'll say. There's hmm. this one investigator, his name's Lou Smith. He is like this badass fucking case solving investigator. He's just known to be a bulldog and just solve cases. He just like crushes cases. He has solved over 200 cases. He came out of retirement for this case because it Ooh. just wasn't oh, getting bam. solved. Right. They like brought in the big dog, right? And Inevitably, he left the case because the police would not pursue the option of there being an intruder. And he feels with all his heart that it was an intruder. So even after he left the case, he continued to investigate because he really, really feels it's an intruder. Hmm. And he he even his dying wish, like people were visiting him on his deathbed and he would not stop talking about the case even when he was on his deathbed. And his dying wish was that this case does not die with him. He says he's like 100% sure it was an intruder. And so his family, his two granddaughters, who are about the same age as John JonBenet, um, started a podcast called The Victim's Shoes. 
and it's dedicated to this case because they promised him they would not mm. stop searching for who the killer is and stop and they would never f- stop finding evidence and mm. investigating it. So they're um they're saying it's very slow because it costs a lot of money and all the stuff, but they're never going to stop and they truly feel like it was an intruder. One of the reasons people thought it wasn't an intruder was that they thought the window was too small for a person to fit through. But then this guy, Lou Smith, just showed them that he could fit through it. Like, he actually went through it himself. I wonder what made him feel so strongly about that. Because it didn't seem like there was really any clear evidence. Right? They said that he says that the police were so sure that it's someone in the Ramsey family that they won't even go pursue um, the thought of it being an intruder. Mm. So he just doesn't like holes in, in yeah. the investigation methods. And he just feels like the evidence is pointing to behavior that is normally consistent with um, uh, a murderer or kidnapper. Yeah. Like from someone outside the home. He also w- personally inter- interrogated John Ramsey and he felt like they acted, their behavior was normal for parents that had gone through a kidnapping or a murder. Yeah, so that's mm. bizarre. Mm. He just like really is hard set that it's it was an intruder. Mm. Damn. Damn, who do you guys think it was? For legal purposes, we will not say who we think is the killer, but we have high suspicions. I'm pretty thrown off by that interrogate or that investigator yeah. like being a lifetime crime right? solving, and he doesn't think it was the family. So that that kind of throws me off. I'm like, well, he seems to be the most expert we have in this whole case because all the other cops blundered the whole thing so if Mm -hmm. he's the most expert person on the case and he doesn't think it was them then yeah maybe it wasn't Mm. yeah so there's so much room for doubt in every direction that you go Mm -hmm. that it's like because then i come back to the ransom note like that definitely looks staged yeah but i don't know like i don't know shit maybe maybe it wasn't maybe it was really stupid criminal yeah just like i mean i'm i can picture like a pedo who's just kind of like an idiot like a basement dweller type of dude yeah like who's not very smart writes two and a half pages yeah so i don't know yeah we don't know oh man it's gonna be one of those things see now like you know they always ask you questions like when you die what do you want to ask god and be like all right who did it (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah right i just need to know now that and JFK, I'm like, who? Yeah. Who? You tell me. There's so many. There's so many. There's unsolved. so many. There's so many unsolved things. I know. But this one, like, really just, What happened like, to Atlantis? Tell me. I was it know. real? Was it real? Well, the aliens still live there. So, yeah, of course it's real. <laughs> but anyway, tell us in the comments who you think did it. Because you are not under any sort of uh, <laughs> litigious activity. <laughs> um, but I think this is just a really interesting case. It's very bizarre. There's so many things that don't add up. It's almost like there's so much information and then also not enough information yeah. all at the same time. And the deeper you dive, the less you know. Like, you just you just don't even know anymore crazy so it's crazy how many like uh what is it pedo people are in that neighborhood yeah like mm-hmm. yeah don't move to boulder or is it just a sex offender list so maybe they're not all pedos mm-hmm. yeah the mm-hmm. sex offender list yeah mm-hmm. yeah it could have it could be above age but yeah. so many child pornography charges yeah golly i mean these people probably went to the pageants come yeah. on yeah mm-hmm. gross yikesies Yikes. anyway thanks for tuning in for murder mystery mood we love these and we love you and if you yeah. have any requests, leave them in the comments. And if you think you know who done it, leave it in the comments. Who done it? And we'll see you soon. Love you. Bye. Make these pina coladas yes. though. Yeah, they're so good. Bomb. They're so good.